Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. My guest today is Tushar from Devi Dayal Solar or DD Solar. DD Solar provides solar cooling solutions for farmers, fish vendors, and other small businesses. who often don't have access to reliable grid electricity prior to founding dd solar tushar headed india operations of arista life sciences a leading agrochemical company he quit arista to pursue higher studies and then started dd solar in 2015 tushar's effort to empower rural livelihoods have been recognized by several institutions including ifc and ikea foundation hi tushar welcome to the show Thanks Bharti thanks for having me here So Tushar you seem to be a turn around and M&A expert first you turned around your family enterprise Devi Dayal Agrochemicals and sold it to Arista later Arista was also acquired by UPL I am curious to know about your plans for DD Solar Yeah thanks uh, Bharti um I I I don't know if I'm an expert but I've certainly been through the process so with uh, growing uh, Devidal Agrochemicals from 2001 to 2011 it was quite a journey in rural India uh, expanding the channel and distribution footprint and also then uh, building a regional brand for devidal uh, agrochemicals i think that was critical when it comes to a multinational player they look for a uh, strong regional brand recognition or recall and obviously the channel and distribution footprint uh, we grew from 400 distributors to 5200 distributors before we sold it to arista um you know on the mna export part i i would put it this way that we uh, you know we did do a successful exit for the family uh, i have experience for that and um, in terms of plans for dd solar we are uh, you know we are at the opposite opposite end of the scale we are we're not a mature company we're dealing with a with a new exciting technology uh that has a long way to go with growth and scale and i'm here for the long term when it comes to dd solar of course and uh, and do you think that your stint in arista life sciences prepared you for your role as a solar entrepreneur uh yes actually it gave me a lot of insights uh, with the agricultural market so even though we were selling crop inputs like uh, herbicide or fungicide or uh, micronutrients uh you know the entire sector was dependent on the on the agricultural economy whether it was the rainfall or the way something was handled post harvest now we you know i spent uh, like i said about 11 years uh you know pursuing this uh, in the marketing activity traveling extensively around rural india and a lot of um, discussions uh, you know seem to lead to cold storages a uh, lack of electricity or intermittent electricity was a big problem back in the early 2000s right up to i think 2015 uh so that uh, it might my, my work with arista and with uh, devidal agro made me very aware that electricity was an issue and then also i was more aware 
when it came to uh, food crops such as pulses or tur dal uh, chilies in guntur where there were very large cold storages and farmers were very dependent on these large cold storages but there was no cold storages for micro entrepreneurs or small scale farmers who need to store sub 1 ton or maybe 1 to 5 ton it was uh, in you know 100 tons or 200 tons of potato warehouses which was very predominant at that time but uh, it gave me the idea at least it seeded the idea of doing a micro cold chain right and you are a pioneer in developing small solar cooling systems that are sub 1 ton and that consume less than 30% of the energy consumed by a traditional refrigerator so did you aim for such cost savings when you started building your products and how many trials did it take for you to come to this stage yeah it it um, you know our trial and development and product development process began began in 2017 and uh, we were relentlessly focused on affordability and uh, you know cost savings was one part but the the end product and solution needed to be affordable to a micro entrepreneur or a farmer at a sub 1 ton scale uh, so when we focused on energy efficiency uh, you know we realized that uh, we need to to consume about half or less than half of uh, of the power that was being used by an ac or a mains appliance and this would automatically lead to a smaller battery a smaller solar panel system and cost reduction so for these trials i think it took us the better part of uh, 18 months to actually go from lab to a uh, pilot stage and then another 18 months to go from pilot to commercial scale right that's a that's a lot of time right so uh, uh, who are who are your early adopters are these urban or rural customers and and do you think women self help groups are more likely to buy these solutions because they already have you know they are organized to an extent and they have better access to finance uh you know uh, in terms of early adopters i think we were very fortunate uh, to have uh, organizations uh, institutional development organizations in this sector help us we had ifc uh, the lighting asia program help us when it came to consumer awareness uh, in terms of early adopters selco uh, foundation was incredibly helpful by actually deploying the solar refrigerators in use case segments uh, whether it was fisheries or flowers outside a temple fruits sugarcane juice dairy and the like Uh, most of the uh, deployments or i would say 99% of the deployments were rural we were targeting areas that were off grid uh, in terms of electricity or had very poor uh, electricity in terms of uh, uh, grid availability so there would be a demand or supply mismatch in terms of electricity or there would be voltage fluctuations or poor voltage conditions so these are typically found in rural areas rather than urban areas but um, urban use cases such as vegetable delivery also has become uh, a market that uh, we are now working on right. in terms of uh, you know whether women shgs are more likely to buy an off grid solution i think that's built into the dna of our company uh, we are a gender focused uh, social enterprise 
uh, all of our deployments uh, done through IKEA Foundation, which you mentioned in the beginning, uh, through the Efficiency for Access project, have a gender focus. So, in uh, women's self-help groups, we started off with an organization called Mahim, uh, Mahila Arthik Vikas Mahamandal in Maharashtra where we uh, solarize food trucks and put in solar refrigerators for additional livelihood, uh, whether it was selling water bottles or cold drinks uh, along with their food truck. Or uh, more interestingly, uh, what we've done in Udaipur district with uh, several uh, women-run FPOs such as Maitri Mahila Udyog, uh, Gramshri, Jovaki, where it's been done for Sitafal fruit pulp, in tribal areas, a jamun a fruit pulp that typically needs to be frozen to avoid spoilage and uh, solar freezing and solar refrigeration in these areas which have large and long power cuts uh, is essential. These were early adopters, these were adopters that felt the most impact both, both economical and, um, uh, and livelihood wise. Right. And, and how do you reach such customers? If we see white goods appliances market, uh, advertising plays a big role in increasing consumer awareness, right? So how do niche players such as you address the awareness issue? Um, I would say Bharti, not very well. <laughs> that would be the first answer. But um, yeah, we, we do make full efforts. Obviously, we don't have the advertising budget or the reach of some of the um, uh, white good majors. But uh, again, you know, if I look back to the development organizations that are helping us, um, IFC ran a really nice uh, program called the Suryodai program. We took our solar refrigerators mounted on trucks with uh, solar panels on the roof to 900 villages in Rajasthan. That was done in December, January and February of 21. Uh, it was done in Jaipur, Ajmer and Sikar district. Uh, IFC realized the importance of consumer awareness, not just for DD Solar as a company, but for distributed renewable energy and appliances in general. And, uh, you know, they, they helped with the consumer awareness to the extent that uh, they had a team on the ground. Um, you know, we would, uh, we would go into villages, go into small, small towns and uh, people would come and would be allowed to touch, feel, see the solar fridge ask questions and build consumer awareness. Similar uh, program was done in Dubri and Bongaigao districts of Assam. And uh, we have now since developed a database of over 5,000 qualified leads from this uh, awareness campaign. So it is niche, uh, it is uh, cluster driven or state driven and not on a national scale. But I think that um, uh, you know, awareness is an issue, not just uh, for consumers, but also for when we go for end user financing, uh, the awareness of the product, the potential for impact needs to be, uh, we need to communicate that uh, to NBFCs and bankers as well. Right. And that brings me to another question. So financing is again very important for all the consumer durables, right? So um, how do bankers uh, respond to financing of your products? Let's say if you have sold uh, 5000 uh, solar systems so far, how many of them would have been funded by banks or NBFCs for that matter? Uh, right. So as of now, uh, none of our 
refrigerators have had uh, uh, consumer finance attached to them. Uh, this has been um, a big push from us um, to to be able to, and this is an internal push with our business development team, with our with our finance team, to be able to onboard a consumer finance uh, player. Um, more and more uh, discussions are going from, you know, just like you have consumer awareness, you have to have banker awareness. <laughs> Some of the, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, a lot of bankers will not know what a solar fridge is. And fair enough, it's a new concept and, uh, you know, what a DC versus AC is, what the true cost savings are. Some of the concerns, though, that they have are very valid. Um, it is that even though we have 350 installations, we don't really have a payback data or payback analysis of how much the user is actually benefiting. So this is something that we've started in-house on a data collection method to actually measure the incremental livelihood and incremental income. Although it's a qualitative uh, questionnaire, uh, we believe this will be helpful uh, to, to banks. And again, we're fortunate enough uh, that we have Powering Livelihoods program with us who also realize the need to mainstream solar refrigeration and they've given us a first loss default guarantee pool. So to the extent that the NBFCs or bankers are, are, are hesitant about the quality of the product, the ability of the product to run through the EMI period or DD Solar's ability to service and maintain the product during the EMI period, um, our donors and our incubators have set up this uh, first loss default guarantee pool. Uh, it's given a lot of comfort to the players and the NBFCs that we're talking to. And uh, Bharti, hopefully in the next uh, month or two, we'll have onboarded our first uh, lender. Yeah, I think that's really a lot of progress. And uh, another thing which would be important, uh, I think, would be to disseminate the information on how these products compare with uh, off-grid products such as biomass-driven cooling solutions and also the the mainstream products, right? Which is the uh, normal so normal refrigerator. So, so can you take us through that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think that's. Uh that's a that's a very often asked question to us um, to do a comparison. Now, when you look at a at an AC mains driven fridge versus a, a DC solar fridge, if you compare it um, just standalone, then uh, the solar fridge works out to be you know three uh, x more expensive than an AC mains driven fridge. But when you start factoring that your AC mains fridge is not working eight hours of the day because of power cuts and there's associated uh, spoilage or wastage, uh, that quickly adds up to give you uh, payback periods, you know, close to 12 to 14 months for a solar DC fridge. The other uh, limitation of an AC run fridge is that when you try and run it on solar, um, rather than a solar DC fridge, you try and run an AC regular appliance on solar, you need a large inverter, you need possibly three times the battery and three times the solar panels. And in that case, uh, that becomes much more expensive than a solar refrigerator. Similarly, if you, if you need to keep 24 hour cooling and you do 20 hours or 18 hours on grid electricity, but then you're using a genset for backup, mm. 
uh, you're going to hit the same bottleneck or the same uh, same issue when it comes to cost. Now, uh, you know, biomass would be a great uh, uh, cooling solution. Anything that uses distributed renewable energy, whether it's solar or uh, or biomass or anything else like that, would be most welcome, uh, provided it gives uh, the autonomy that the end consumer, whether it's a farmer or a Kirana store owner or a veterinary vaccine storage person needs. You know, if they need 24 or 48 hour autonomy, then uh, that product or that solution should be able to provide it because losses at the bottom of the pyramid could add up to a, to a, you know, to a very high percentage of monthly income. Yeah, and I think solutions like biomass may not be available also throughout the year. So that could be a, a problem too. Uh, now we have time for one last question and, and I want to know about your views on relevance of these off-grid solutions in future. Uh, let's say 10 years down the line when electricity is available to everyone and it is available 24 by 7 uh, would uh, would off-grid solar solutions still be relevant what do you think yeah so when it comes to uh, dc appliances like our solar dc refrigerator uh, i think the buzzword in the industry right now is to have ac dc interoperability hmm. our um, our products, our solar refrigerators are already AC-DC interoperable. So what we what we would like or the vision we have is that India is rapidly electrifying. So from 2015 to say where we stand 2021, there's been a sea change in the rural landscape when yes. it comes to grid availability. Yes. Now, we still believe there's a niche when it comes to off-grid there's a big much much bigger market when it comes to weak grid so we size the product for six hours power cuts eight hours power cuts etc and we want a situation where four years down the line or seven years down the line or two years down the line if the consumer or our customer feels that now they've got a substantially reliable grid connection they can they don't need to go out and buy another fridge we provide we will provide an ac dc adapter where they can plug in this solar refrigerator into their wall and they can run it as a fridge or freezer as they please yeah i think that's a that's an excellent thought because what you're saying is that your off-grid appliance will become on-grid appliance and then then it would work like a normal fridge absolutely and this ac dc interoperability initiative has been picked up by a number of clean energy associations as well. Uh, we're trying to develop a universal standard for it so that our customer, the bottom of the pyramid user, uh, does not have to buy two appliances. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that, that's the spirit to share. And thank you so much for your time. You've been a terrific guest. Thanks a lot. Thanks. So thank you for listening to the Green Business Podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to finetrain.com. Thank you so much.